we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother Jay, um, you know, we talked a little bit about how our week has been, and I'll be honest with you, um, it's been tough. It's been a tough week. A a trying week. It, it, a trying it, week. Trying weeks on all on all fronts, brother. Yeah. It's it's been one of those things where it's just just all fronts. Yeah, oh. it's it's been it's been um it's been draining. It's been draining. Um, we're referencing uh, the tragic death of Kobe Bean Bryant one of our uh, communities and cultures brightest of lights um tragically passed away in a helicopter crash on uh sunday and uh sunday the 26th of january and uh i'll be honest with you brother jay this was not a uh, this was not the way I had intended 2020 to begin. That's real. You know, we talked about, we talked, you know, we, t- we talked about this extensively. And um, for those of you who um, have not checked out the uh, top of the, top of the new year episode, 2020 Black Excellence, or uh, a Rivadelci Adios 2019 episode, go check them out. But, you know, we extensively talked about trying times and, and ready for new beginnings. And I was just not prepared to really begin 2020 in this way. You know, Kev, we, we talked about the grieving process in season one mm-hmm. and when I found out that this situation there was a situation in California where um, the helicopter that Kobe was in crashed um, for a moment like everything I had a save by the mail, save by the bell timeout moment where everything mm-hmm. around me just froze. Oh, does that, does that Morris? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I had a moment where I had to sit with that news and like slowly decipher what each word meant that I was reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then when things started moving again, I had another moment to where I was in that denial stage. And it was like, it, it it was it was it was challenging for me it was challenging because in that moment i didn't i didn't know what to do with the information that i was reading yeah um and so i was on social media the alerts was coming across my computer screen as i was doing some work my phone started vibrating and then like it it was one of those things where it was like ah this isn't a hoax this is real and then as people started to you know become 
um, journalists, right? Man, I hate social media, man. I hate Bruh. people. I hate people, man. Everybody news at 11 now, brother Jay. Listen. Everybody news at 11. No training, no schooling, no nothing. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm out here. No exposure, no experience. I'm just live, out here. Live from the scene. Live from the scene on my uh, on my my T-Mobile, my T-Mobile uh, right. Android. Right. <laughs> right. My Motorola Flip. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. So everybody is creating their own version of the story. Everyone is creating, like, different elements that wasn't even involved in the story. They killed real Rick Fox. They killed his four daughters. They killed oh. his whole entire family. Then it was like, oh, it was, it was just too much for me, brother. And I, I couldn't. It was overwhelming and it was a sensory overload in terms of information, in terms of emotions, to the point where I literally had to disconnect from social media. Um, I turned my phone on airplane mode. I stopped watching TV and I just had to shut it down for the night. Like I just like I was in a weird place where I couldn't even get a clear prayer through. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I was just thinking of the lives impacted by just the loss of another human being. Not not to talk about who he was as a person beyond the family because at this point it's like it doesn't matter if he was a legend if he was like famous for his athletic ability it was like somebody lost their husband somebody lost their father somebody lost their son nephew cousin and then moments later when they confirmed that his 13 year old daughter i was done bro i was yeah. done i was done and i I wanted to check on people that I knew was like die hard, yeah. <laughs> die hard super fans or, yeah. or Laker fans, right? Yeah, and so man. myself, I am not, I, I am not a Lakers fan. I'm wearing purple and gold right now, um, <laughs> but you know, in my fraternity, we don't really wear purple and gold. Yeah, man, you might break out in hives wearing that. I'm itching. <laughs> I'm itching. I bet you, but it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. See, I can't even sit straight in this thing. But, um, Right. I wanted to check on my friends and my family who like my my blood brother. He is a Lakers fan. I, I have yet to hit him up because I like I know the impact of just that just that news ticker. Kobe mm -hmm. Bryant killed in crash like I and then then my nephew. I knew it wrecked him. And I I haven't even. I haven't really been able to talk about it before tonight's recording. I haven't been able to like sit and process it like I can mention it but then like my mind starts going in different places and I I, I find it interesting that um, through all of this um, society still has a problem with black men showing their vulnerability and their emotions at a time such as this I, yeah. I find it interesting right and so like you alluded to when we pre-recording we were talking about the the panel interview with Shaquille O'Neal yeah and on, how, on TNT, like, inside the NBA yeah, yeah and, and yeah. that moment where he he could no longer hold it together and it was like you were seeing a strong black man or Shazam as we used to know him right his name was Shazam <laughs> on that movie <laughs> That movie that you can't find anywhere you Google it's, and, and, and you know it. what the fact that you cannot it, it was Kazam and Kazam. The fact that you can't find Kazam is probably a good thing, brother Jay. We Touché. we we're talking about a, a a tragic moment and our vulnerability. And if you mention Kazam around anyone, then all that does is incite rage. 
Especially for those who paid to go see Kazam in the movie theater. Hell, I said Shazam, so that that. <laughs> But like seeing seeing that picture of power, right? We've known Shaq to be ever since he first hit the Orlando Magic in the Shaq Diesel, fight, man. right? So like to see him vulnerable and allowing his emotions to like play its course, that did something to me. That did something to me because that in that moment, right? Not just Shaquille O'Neal's moment, not just Shaq D's moment, but like every other man that was showing emotion for the loss of another man of our our global fraternity right yes yes to to sit in that vein of vulnerability and allow our emotions to just run its course it did something to me because it reminded the society that men do have emotions right like men do feel lost men do have this moment where we you know we grieve and we can't we can't always be like Shaquille O'Neal we can't always be this powerhouse every now and then Superman still has to take off his cape and so like it right it's it's just one of those things where I feel we we have so much bottled up and so while we're processing and while we're trying to be what society is telling us we need to be while we're trying to be that man of the house while we're trying to be you know that strong black man with the weight of the world on his back in moments like this we 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 are revealing that we too (laughs) get to the point where we can't bear the burdens of the world because a lot of these burdens aren't ours to carry and so the longer we try to carry these by ourselves, right, without talking to one another, without sharing our emotions or thoughts or, like, going to therapy or, like, having a conversation like you and I are having, like, the longer we try to do this thing by ourselves, the harder this gets. And it's going to get even harder if we try to hold it in and to conform to this cookie-cutter mentality of the Black man that society has created. Honestly, man, I know um, it's cliche to really try to intentionally turn tragedy into triumph, but one of the things that I'm really proud of and that made me happy and such a time as this is to really see the raw emotion of black men across the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether they knew Kobe, whether they were in the NBA, whether they were in an athlete, a journalist, a philanthropist, (laughs) regular people, truly showing their emotions and their love for another black man. And there's no uh, smart comments about it. There's no insecurity about it. There's no, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant famously called the white Howard soft (laughs) one time in in the game. (laughs) 
after Dwight Howard had left the Lakers to go to the Rockets. It's nothing soft about any of that. The, right. the, the sheer um, expression of emotion. Because honestly, Brother Jay, um, in the great words of the poet and uh, political star, Brad Jordan, otherwise known as Scarface. I wonder why. I never see a, a man, I never see a man cry until I see a man die. Like when you when you think about it in the context of everything that has transpired this week. And I just, you know, I I, I was proud though people were hurting, but I was proud that people were being vulnerable enough to truly share their emotions and their feelings and their pain, their regret, all of the stages of grief, their anger, you know, their empathy, their sympathy, uh, and, and truly embrace it and deal with it. Mm-hmm. And to hear other men tell their colleagues and brothers, it's okay to feel how you feel. It's okay to cry. It's okay to process. If you don't have anything to say, you know, one of the one of the comments that LeBron made when he finally when he finally made a statement was being upfront to say I haven't made a statement because I didn't know what to say or how yeah. to say it. Yeah. Because I'm hurting. And you know, in his message that he posted on um, Instagram, he said that every time he typed to talk about him, he just started crying. And he had just had a a milestone moment within his career by passing Kobe on the all-time scoring list the previous night. Yep. And his and last his last tweet, Kobe's last tweet to was LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah. You know, and um I you know I, I just I just want to put it in the put it in the in the atmosphere and speak it into existence that um I don't want tragic moments to happen, but I do want to let brothers out there know that it's okay to show your emotion. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel like you're in a dark place. Get it out, process it, and let's figure out how to move forward. Mm-hmm. And encourage people to figure out how you need to move forward just to get through v- various pains that you may be having uh, emotionally, and, uh, mentally, and physically. You know, uh, Marshawn Lynch said after the Seahawks uh, lost in the playoffs a few weeks ago, he said, yo, African, we got, you got to take care of your chicken. <laughs> you got to take care of your chicken. You got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your mentals. And I really do feel like in a time like this, and as we as we celebrate, we mourn the loss, but we celebrate the life of Kobe being Bryant, you know, we really have to take heed to taking care of ourselves um, and being a support system for one another. Yeah. And it's so it's okay to do that. You know, yeah. it's okay to do that. And I so I was I was proud to see those brothers on the various media outlets. And I was proud to see a lot of the young players in the NBA paying homage to Kobe and, and expressing how much he meant to them and how he was a mentor 
and a, a big brother and telling some of the per, kind of personal stories um, to really show the kind of heart that Kobe Bryant had. Because honestly, Brother Jay, I don't think as, as men, we do enough of that mm. outside, of, outside of times like this. And it and it's sad that it takes something like this. And we were talking, um, you know, last episode, and then you know, just in normal conversation about how death will cause you to um, reevaluate some stuff, right? And I was laughing to myself. Um, you know, black funerals are a lot different than white funerals. Lord, he died. Ain't nobody yeah. called me. And, <laughs> And anytime there's a service in the black church, there's always an invitation to discipleship, right? There's always, the that, yeah. there's always, right? Always. And so I was, I was chuckling because I said every, every family, every black family has this cousin that will always accept the invitation to discipleship. <laughs> every single one. It's like, bro, how many times you going to join the church or how many times you going to like, and it's like, because you're moved with emotion. And uh, I was chuckling and then it like made me think, it's like, yo, every time you hear the story that someone has passed away or um, they have transitioned, it, it puts things into perspective, like um, the things that I allowed to bother me yesterday are so minute compared to the things that I could potentially have faced, but for some odd reason, God blocked it. And he, and, and I'm pretty sure when, when that, when that brother, that King went to bed Saturday night, he won't prepare to die the next day. Well, and so like one of my students asked me, they said, do you think he knew that when he um, took off, in the helicopter that that was his flight home. And I said, wow. That's heavy. And a student said that? A student said that to me. And mm. like, all I could do was sit in my chair and just like, he said, do you think, do you think he received like notice that, uh, cause you know, they were said that he stopped past the church before he- Yeah, him and his daughter went to church and, and he Gigi. took communion. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, do you think he knew that, you know, once he took off that, he was going home he wouldn't come back to his house and 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 that's a question that you know we won't be able to answer and it's, it was just one of those things where it's like no one has on their list like all right cool on thursday around 7 p.m i'm gonna go to sleep because on on uh around 9 p.m you know I, I someone's gonna call my name and i'm i'm gonna take a trip bro the- i don't know i don't want to know some people want to know when they're gonna go i don't want to know I don't want to know, man. I don't want to know. Martin, Martin had this. <laughs> Martin had this skit uh, in, in one of his comedy specials, and he was like, "Yeah." He said, "No, nah, man." Ain't gonna, he said, "If I had to commit suicide or die, no, nah, I ain't trying to go out hard. I'm trying to go out." <laughs> he said, "I'm trying to go out taking some sleeping pills and some footies on my feet." <laughs> <laughs> no, and so I say, no, I don't want to know when I'm gonna go, man. Take me by surprise, for real. Don't I don't want no timeline. I don't want I don't want no social media posts. 
I don't want, I don't want to know nothing. Well, someone was like, they're going to go to a psychic to see if they can find out, you know, when and where. And I was like, mm, because if you tell me where, I'm going to avoid that place man. at all costs. Mm-mm. I don't want to. I don't want to know, man. Everybody has a dash. Everybody has a begin yeah. date, an end date, and a dash in between. I want. I want to let nature run its course, however <laughs> my demise may be at that particular time. <laughs> I don't want to know, bro. I don't want to know. I just want. I just want. I just want to know. Uh, my grandfather said, uh, probably about a week before he passed, he said, yeah, I don't want y'all sad because I'm going to the good place. So <laughs> I just want to, I just want to have, I just want to have faith and security in my God that I'm going to go to the good place. That part. And that's all I need, man. But I, I don't want to know people talk about, do you want to know? Or, nah, mm-mm. Mm-mm. nah, that's too much. It's too much, man. But you it's funny you mentioned black funerals. Like, why when somebody pass away, brother Jay? Maybe the dumbest questions ever. Like, who who, who, do, who doing the body? Who got the body? <laughs> who, who, who got what, what funeral home got the body? Who got the oh, body? Oh, yeah, y'all going to y'all going to y'all going to Metropolitan? No, I don't go there because you know Aretha she ain't look right after, <laughs> after her. Like, just, and in your <laughs> head, be the wildest shit, man. in your head, you be like, dude, where the hell did that come from? Like, oh my gosh, man! You've just been told this earth-shattering news, and that's the first thing that come out your simple mouth. <laughs> but now I think it's a norm in the black community where we just expect certain people to say shit like that. Yeah, what, what is setting up gonna be? What is setting? Yeah. And for our white audiences, <laughs> a setting up, <laughs> a setting up is when somebody passes away, mm. and people want to come over to the house, yeah, to support uh, the family that's grieving and in mourning, and helping them through the bereavement process. And oftentimes, what the setting up entails, somebody gonna bring some. Uh, Farm fresh chicken if you're in Hampton Roads, or some Kroger's chicken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Depending on where you or Martin's chicken. Yeah, or you know, Martin's chicken. Fried de- chicken. De- depending on where you're at, it's gonna yeah. be if people gonna bring fried chicken. They're gonna, they gonna bring all the boss two-liter sodas in the world. <laughs> all the potato salad. And, and mind you, people will at least try the potato salad and normally don't ask no questions at the setting up. At the setting up, yeah. At the barbecue, they're gonna ask questions. But, but the this, setting up, don't nobody really ask no questions about who made what. Situation dictates behavior. <laughs> That's a psychology thing. Situation dictates behavior. But see, here's so, and, <laughs> and you know, years of years of doing this, even, you know, from childhood, teenage years, and now adulthood, I don't really like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like, um, I'm, this is a confession. I don't, I don't really like sitting, sitting up long. Like, for me, you're not allowing the immediate family space to like feel, process, feel some more, process, and just sit in that moment. Oh, you know, well, you know, uh, you know, Jones, I, 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 I got some yak in the trunk if you need it. Okay? Cause then that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens because it's always going to be somebody that's going to try to turn the sitting up. Right. They always gonna try to turn that say, and then you got people playing yo, cards in the back. Yo, I got. I, hey, man, I, I'm low on tree, but if you know anybody, you got some. We gonna be Music here. Music start me. playing. <laughs> cups start to flowing, and then you know, for some odd reason, that alters the energy in the room, and now it's like you know we reflecting on the good times. 
But I always ask myself this question. What happens when everyone goes home? That's the, t- that's the hardest part, bro. It went like when the phone calls stop coming, like what happens when you have to literally sit here because y'all ain't let me sit here to process the initial sting. So now I have that delayed response. And damn, so- damn, <laughs> damn. That part, <laughs> that part. And so, and it's funny you bring that up because that depicted the, the, the family, the black culture around like the death, right? I got to keep moving. I got to do this. I got to do this. And then she had a moment where she could no longer function in this world of that was revolving around her without her husband. And it hit her, right? She threw the dish mm-hmm. down and she just, she just shook in anger and confusion and she let out damn, damn, damn. And that's a staple within black families in terms of TV sitcoms. But I think it's because of the reality of the situation is that's what you feel when you're having this moment of grief and you hit that stage where it's like, this is real, right? This, they're not coming through the door anymore. Like they're not going to leave a dirty dish in the sink anymore. They're not going to like turn the TV up loud. So I can't hear it. Like this, this is setting in. And then you just, you just respond to it. Right. And so going back to the setting in or the setup or however, wherever you called it, whatever you called it, wherever you're from, like, uh, where the family gathered, right? Yep. It's it's one of those things that helps you through the grieving process, but everyone grieves differently. And so that may be good for like the family as a whole, but thinking about the individuals, because eventually you're going to go back to your house because you got work in the morning, right? Kids got to go to school, so they got to go. Uh, then somebody got to go up the road because, you know, they drove in because they got the notice. And then it's like, well, all right, cool. We, we, you know, we played cards. We, you know, ate some chicken. We laughed. We danced. Talked about the good times. But who's going to make sure that you're good? Right? And if it, it's weird because I've, I've visited families where, you know, someone has passed or we stopped past the house. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking around. I was like, no one else lives here but this person who lost that, you know, this significant person in their life. Who, who going to stay with them? Right. They don't have any children. They don't have any like who everyone's going to go home because it's like, all right, well, you know, I, I stopped past, you know, uh, earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. You know, black to be, folks to be absent from the body is to, to be, be present, present with, with the, Lord. the Lord. Black people will, <laughs> will quote a scripture. And, you know, it's like sometimes it's like. I told somebody, I was like, nigga, say it one more time. One Junior more time. Lee, Junior Lee, <laughs> job well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. God <laughs> gonna say, and it's like, say it one more time. And it's funny because we laugh because we like, yo, we know these things is true. We, we expecting you to say it, but like in certain moments, like, yo, don't bring this highly churched response over to me. Just don't talk. <laughs> Just don't talk. You know, <laughs> weeping we may endure for a night. Get yeah. your, it, you like, we good. I, we good, I man. will punch you in your throat. <laughs> but I think it's, I think, you know, it, it's funny, we're, like we're making light of these things, mm-hmm. but I, I really want to hit home, you know, the importance of, you know, the prayers and positive thoughts and positive vibes really being sent out to, um, you know, his wife, Kobe's yeah. wife, and 
his daughters. Well, you know, before it was positive, members. before it was positive, people, I was like, yo, people are, this is overwhelming. This is yeah. like, and I, pe- social media has given people this fake power of authority that people can say whatever they want to say and it's acceptable. Right. Yeah, and it's like everybody's provocative, man. It's everybody's like, provocative. It's like, yo, relax. And then within hours after, you know, all these people have been have been confirmed to be on this flight, people were saying, Well, you know, what about the other people? Their lives are important too. And I was like, Whoa, no one else has been confirmed yet. What relax? Yeah. Right? Like why why are you why are you why are you emotional over somebody you never met before? Yo, he, he ain't leaving you no money. What? Like, it, pe- like people have like this go around. People have really taken comments. I don't know, man. It seems like you know, and it's and it's wild because you know Michael Jackson stopped the Earth as well, almost like ten years ago, a little over ten years ago. Right, that hurt. Yeah, and that hurt too. You know, and I I cried for Michael and I right. cried for Kobe, and I right. wasn't even a I wasn't even a a really big Kobe fan. Right. Right. But just the fact that I grew up with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, like, and it's it's like we we, <laughs> we grew up as he grew up, right? Exactly. Like we, we we were there in those big moments because like his big moments was televised. Yeah. Like from the time he was drafted in in what, ninety eight? Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. Yep. Nineteen ninety six, man. And that and that ninety six was a good year, brother. Ninety six was a good year, man. <laughs> I'm not asking. I know, uh, but I, 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 I'll elaborate because honestly, 96, 96 was a good year. Um, one, I, you know, keeping keeping that subject at hand, the 1996 NBA draft class was probably one of the greatest draft classes ever. Like literally in terms of the players that came out, like Allen Iverson. Oh, was yeah, one yeah, in that yeah, draft. yeah, yeah. They was drafted the same year? Same year, yeah. Same, the same exact year, and so the question uh, and the answer. Th- yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so I I identify with Kobe Bryant because he he's from my generation. Yeah, I didn't grow up admiring him as a basketball fan because I was a basketball fan way before Kobe. Yeah, you know, and so I I wasn't a Michael Jordan fan. I was a Charles Barkley fan. I knew Michael Jordan had game, but when I saw Kobe, I was like, oh. He's trying to be like Michael Jordan. It's almost like when my when my grandfather and uncles um, used to talk about Michael Jordan, it was like, oh, well, he got his style from Dr. J. You know, so you 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 know you recognize the level of greatness, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh man, I've seen that before. And so I already have a point of reference. But with 1996 in general, you know, Kobe going into the league, and then you had you had hip-hop albums like Reasonable Doubt, and it was written. And uh, Machiavelli and uh, AT Aliens by Outkast. Yes, yeah, yeah. I had got my driver's license. You know what I mean? Ooh, 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 I was I had 10. Got my driver's license. I was 10. I was 10. Bro, I was a junior in high school, man. I was Jeez. a junior in high school in 96, man. And 96 was kind of like the beginning of me really seeing the world for, for what it was. And to see this young kid with this bravado. Um, going into the league, um, you know, I, obviously he was talented, but I wasn't really, a, a, you know, I really wasn't checking for Kobe Bryant like that. You know, I'll be upfront and honest, man. But, um, you know, when Shaq joined the Lakers, 
and I was a Shaq fan, of course. And uh, I was like, oh, well, they he Kobe Bryant's nice. Who mm-hmm. do? <laughs> like he like he he he's the truth, mm-hmm. you know. But it, I'm more impressed by um, his kind of maturation from 1996 to 2020, mm-hmm. and how he how he perfected his craft. You know, the things that I appreciate about Kobe don't necessarily pertain to his five championships and two gold medals and all of his accolades on the court, or not even his Oscar. You know, he's obviously he was extremely talented brother mm-hmm. and was well-versed and intellectual, even though he didn't have a college degree. And I, I was just, his his growth arc from going from 17-year-old peasy head youngster in the NBA and becoming his 41-year-old father and philanthropist and a mentor and teacher and scholar and yeah. innovator and yeah. creator. I, you know, I, I grew up with him. I became a man with him. And that is what really hurt me um, to my core about his loss. Because, you know, people say, well, yeah, life is short, life is short. Yeah, I get all of that. But I'm like, man, I know what it's like to um, help coach my son's flag football team. I know what it's like to um, show this maturity and you're, you're, you, you have softened, your heart has softened, you have... Um, felt the, the bumps and bruises of life and it has, has made you appreciate people more mm-hmm. and it's made you understand that you know basketball was something that Kobe did it wasn't who he was facts, facts. you know it, it, it was something that it was his profession it was his love and his passion and um he was fortunate enough to love a job that he had mm-hmm. but it didn't necessarily make who he was as a, a man. And um, all of these stories that have come out over the last few days, when he talked, when people are talking about how he was enjoying retirement and dedicated his life to his family and tried to get these various business ventures off of the ground, you know, whether it was the body, the body armor energy drink or his uh, production company and writing books. Right. I, you know, he was he was truly um, getting the most out of life. And I don't say I don't I don't um, reflect on that to say, hey, we need to get up off our ass and start doing something with our life. No, I'm really thinking about like, yo. His success at every light, every level of his life, you know, Kobe to me embodied, you know, faith without works is dead. Absolutely. He, 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 he's the, he's the, he's the epitome of that. You know, he, he truly was the epitome of that and, and dedicating himself to whatever he put his mind to like, man, that is, that is like the code that I'm trying to crack with my life at current state, understanding that, yeah, life is short and there's things that I want to do and really trying to just create infrastructure around me to pursue um, my life with with every ounce of 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 
of my my blood and, and, and the sweat of my brow and spirit that I have in me to, to truly embody life, man. And I, you know, from the from the, the emotional standpoint and everybody's hurting, but also to understand that, man, this brother, this brother was 41 years old. And brother Jay, he accomplished more in that 41 years than some of the most successful of successful people have accomplished in a, a, a long lifetime. Oh, absolutely. You know, a long lifetime. But I don't think that that was by chance. I think that was because he understood that, yes, you need to be hopeful. Yes, you have to have vision. Yes, you have to have passion. But you also have to work your ass off to, to accomplish things that you put in, in your heart. And like that separated him from, you know, one of my, one of my, uh, you know, one, one of my favorite players, Allen Iverson, you know, all the talent in the world. I mean, pound for pound, probably one of the greatest basketball players ever to walk the face of the earth for his size and where he came from and the obstacles that he had to overcome. And he got by on his talent, mm -hmm. but the older that AI got that talent, you know, as as a as a as an athlete, that talent will fade a little bit, and you got to figure out either how to reinvent yourself, or you have to have this foundation to put in the work, so that your faith and your works can get in the line. Have this have this matrimony and Absolutely. be aligned. Absolutely. You know, and I think honestly, brother Jay, that's what I um, truly am proud of. Um, that Kobe, he was able to like show cats how to really do that, you know, through his relationships and the mentorship and all of the wonderful things that he was doing in his life. To me, it was like, man, this brother is telling people to put your actions and your behaviors where your mouth is. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes um, as black men, you know, we say, okay, we have this vision or this goal Sometimes we don't know the path that we need to take to get there, but sometimes we are we're not true to ourselves. I mean, honest with ourselves to say, "Yo, I'm gonna have to sacrifice. I'm gonna have to work. I'm gonna have to um, bleed. I'm gonna have to cry. I'm gonna have to persevere mm -hmm. in order to achieve the level of success that I want." And honestly, man, though this is a tragic situation. You know, my hope is that us as black men, we we see this shining example of things that we can apply to our own lives, but we also see that in a tragic circumstance, we 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 need to be expressive and take care of ourselves too. And you know, it's unfortunate that we have these moments of reflection when someone dies, but in this case. Yeah, Kobe's death hit different, but it also, for some reason, brother Jay, it it inspired me. It's 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 a tragedy, but it also inspired me because it's like, man, time truly is our most valuable asset. Yeah. But brother Jay, time is also our most limited asset. And so it's not about, yo, hey, man, yo, no YOLO. You only got one life. We got to live today. You know, we got to live. We got to live. It ain't about that. It's more so like, man, 
how can I take advantage of the moments and the time that I have at my disposal today to better myself and better others, man? Like that's that's probably the saddest thing, brother Jay, that I took away that I really took away from from all of the events of this week, man. And then the fact that there were other families involved and he lost his daughter. And I, I you know, I just, man, I just hope that, you know, people are praying. I know I'm praying for, for them. And I just hope that they have a strong support system because it's going to, it's going to take some time, man. Oh yeah. And they, I, you know, I, I don't expect them to have the answers, but I, I, you know, I just want, I just hope that, you know, his wife and his daughters, they, they, they just have the support and the prayer and the meditation that they, they need to cope because if it hit me this way, cause I'll tell you every day, man, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant is the, 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 second, the second greatest shooting guard in the history of the NBA. Never, will never surpass Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant, you know, great game, hell of a pet player, hell of a competitor. Kobe Bryant isn't on my, my my Mount Rushmore of NBA players. And for those of you curious, I got Kareem, Magic, LeBron, and Tim Duncan on my Mount Rushmore. Because the Mount Rushmore isn't a starting five, it's a four. It's only four people on Mount Rushmore. People think it's a starting lineup. It's not a starting lineup. But Kobe Bryant, I will say, is one of the top 10 greatest players of all time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's funny. I think we talked about this before we started recording, man. Like we're bro, as brothers, man, as men, we'll share emotion about who's better, Kobe or LeBron. Right. But we won't say a word if you know my dog, my homeboy died, or I lost my job, or I'm going through this divorce, or I caught this case, and we'll hold all of that in. Uh, you know, I'm having problems on my job. We we'll hold all of that in, but when it comes to like our sports and our players and many of our idols that we admire, we will show emotion and passion and we will argue to the death. Like never literally. before. Like never before. Like never before. <laughs> like never before. Yeah. And I think like never before. <laughs> and I think I think for me, Kobe represented a individual who was flawed but still remained focused, right? And so yes. when he when he named himself the Black Mamba, that was um, in that moment where he was dealing with some of the, the the legal issues. Yeah, yeah. In his earlier moments of his career, and that was to separate personal from professional. And I remember one uh, reading an article, and it was like so. Whenever you say I did something, right, you can say Kobe Bryant did or you can say Black Mamba did it or whatever arena that it's in, that's what will come out of your mouth, right? And then just thinking about what the Black Mamba represents, that is the second largest venomous killing snake in the world. Mm -hmm. The next one up from that is the King Cobra. Yeah. And so he easily could have called himself the King Cobra. Right. He easily could have said, you know, I I am I am that one. But no, like the Black Mamba, and that became his trademark. Um, and then he turned I think it, he created it as a defense mechanism for real, though, brother. I mean, Jack. You, you can see that, right? You can yeah. see that. And so, like, how do I deal with all of this other stuff? And like the black 
Mamba, I've got to keep fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that comes at me, I have to keep fighting it. I have to keep attacking it because this thing, life ain't, life ain't going to be no crystal stair, as the poem say, right? And so, like, because he was flawed and because he remained focused, he showed Black boys that you can become more than what society has labeled you to become. And, and people are people are trying to bring up labels. Yeah, he he went through some legal challenges, and I'll 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 say it. He was never convicted of a crime. Correct. He settled out of court. Yes, most celebrities do. Correct. We don't know what happened. Correct. We only know what's been been documented. And at the end of the day, when a man loses his life, why is that the, the first tragic? in the tragic way that he did. Why is that the first thing that someone wants that to call back? And it, and, and I, I, it goes back, yo, Brother Jay, I said this, I said this on, um, at the kickback, you know, if you haven't listened to um, Kickback and Conversations 2, the Friendsgiving edition, go check it out. It's a fun time. Ooh, that tea. <laughs> <laughs> go, go check it out. But I, I, what I don't like, Brother Jay, is that, you know, if a black man makes a mistake, or has a poor judgment or even is convicted of a crime because they made a mistake then it's like you are society says you are what your case number is forever forever or you are this person in this one truly um snapshot of your life Mm -hmm. or period in your life and that's who you are and as 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 your character that's who you are your spirit and i I forever and i don't like it because man people make mistakes all the time brother jay but if you black and you a man your mistakes follow you forever and it's no fault of your own right but that's how people kind of put you in boxes and they demonize us they overcharge us they criticize us. They want to destroy us. And when I say they, I'm talking about them and us. <laughs> Correct. Correct. You know, them and us. We 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 tell our tear our own people down. And I think what it what is more power, most powerful about Kobe, and, and truly when I started to respect him even more and, and really appreciate his struggle was after the Colorado incident, but also he had, you know, him and Shot had split. And I'll be straight up with you, man. I picked the side. When 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 Shaq and Kobe was beefing, I picked the side, man. I said, yo, I'm going, I'm rolling with Shaq. Shaq was way cooler than Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I was praying, I was praying Shaq got another championship before Kobe got one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll be straight up honest with you, man. But but I I, I respected Kobe more for for having to deal with his struggles and insecurities and um the court case and, you know, kind of hitting a, 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 a very rock bottom like place in his professional career and, and really rising up, rising back like a Phoenix mm-hmm. and, and, and taking those challenges and overcoming adversity and that Mamba mentality that everybody is speaking of, man, that's just, yo, that's, I think that is, that is, that is, that is faith and that is will and that is dedication. Yeah. And, and, and that is the understanding that in life, in order to achieve your goals, you will uh, you will encounter challenges all day and every day. 
And I, I, you know, I, I just, I just appreciate him because he, he's living out his life in the public. I, from the time he was 17 years old, mistakes, yes. flaws and all. Yes. And yes. as men, you know, we oftentimes have gone through, you know, those same kind of, of roadblocks and challenges. And some of us, you know, we, we kind of, we give up. And some of us, um, you know, kind of lose faith because we don't want to, we are scared of failing or we are scared of, um, you know, having setbacks, or we're scared of not being able to, um, you know, say we're gonna do something and then not accomplishing that. It's fear, and he was fearless in that regard, man. But was. I, was. I got, I got, I got a, you know, don't get me wrong. Number eight, number eight was a straight killer. Number eight was a killer. Number eight was a straight killer on the basketball court. But number 24 made him a man. And it's and it's funny, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the reference and, you know, I'm in purple and gold, right? And, yeah. you know, kings arrived in biblical times in purple and gold. Mm-hmm. They, they were adorned in purple and gold. And it was like, this brother not only had one jersey, but he had two. <laughs> right. right. And so it's like, not only did he get number eight retired, but he got number 24 retired too, right? And so just thinking of the greatness that, um, that he exuded, but not just that, that the, the power that he instilled into not just little black boys, but like black girls as well, right? Everyone was like impressed with Kobe. You got others like, um, you know, wanting to be, um, what was the, the purple and gold WNBA team? What was that? Oh, uh, Spark, LA Spark, Sparks. LA yeah. Sparks, right? Yeah. And so it's like, you, you, you have this, this influence and it's there's an old proverb that, that talks about you don't really understand or see the end of the effect of a ripple because one small drop in the water extends a ripple beyond your magnitude of vision. And so just understanding that one thing that you can that that you do, the the effect, the ripple effect, you will never get to see the end of the ripple because it keeps going and going and so like from from the outside looking in the impact that he made or that that he yeah the impact that he made on society from two to 92 right everyone was impacted whether they got to see this young black man on the tv you know doing what he loved but also off the court doing what he loved being a dad Right, raising his girls with his wife Vanessa, and and giving back to the community and building a legacy beyond his scope, brother. This it, it, it's powerful, and I and I think about um, Benjamin Mays, who wrote the um, wrote the poem. Uh, I only have just a minute, or life's only a minute. There's only sixty seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, and I didn't choose it but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it and give account if I abuse it. It's just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it, right? And I think, you know, I learned that poem when I was pledging and I, and I constantly remind myself like, yo, yeah, we think we got a long time to live, but you know, 60 seconds isn't that long. And for some of us, some of us only get 41, right? 
And it's, it's like, what are we doing with what we have here? And I just, just, just the power of knowing that his legacy, you know, will, will outlast him and will outlast generations to come because of what he was chosen to do. And so, like, my hat's off to um, the Kobe Bryant legacy. Um, deepest condolences to Vanessa and the girls because they not only lost a husband, they lost a daughter. Um, somebody lost a son, a nephew, a cousin, a friend, a brother, a right? Brother. Right. He, he was in a fraternity of men um, that, you know, outlast decades and generations of ages. And it, it, it's, it's, it's always a, a hurtful time when we experience a loss like this, but it's, what can we gain through this moment of loss, right? And we can gain the realization that black men, we have emotions and that we can share, but we, we have the, 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 the space to be vulnerable and to have this conversation that um, can bring us closer together, not just in moments like this. Because we, we don't need to wait until you know, one of our colleagues, one of our uh, uh, our brothers, our uh, men of color, one of our colleagues, right, that passes away. One of the men of the this global fraternity of black men is no longer within this side of the Jordan River, as the old folks used to say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right on this side of Zion, mm -hmm. right. On this side of Zion. <laughs> um, like once we transition to the river that we won't ever have to cross ever again, right? It's just it shouldn't have to take that for us to be able to, you know, to be emotional, to express what each other, you know, what they mean to each other. And so, you know, I just say, I say, yo, I love you, man. Right. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as bad as I think I am with telling another man that I love him, it's, especially if it's one of my, one of my brothers or, right. or you or, or Mike or, whomever, because um, I don't know, man, you know, growing up an only child for 15 years, I don't know if it was separation anxiety, but I just love being around my boys. I love right. being around my friends. You right. know, my, my best friend, uh, my best friend, Tony, rest in peace. Um, he died when I was eight years old, man. My, uh, my best friend was, uh, he, my best friend was 10 going on 11. And like, he was my big brother. Like he, I learned how to throw a football from him. <laughs> I learned how to shoot basketball from him. And um, when he passed, then I became the big brother of his brother, mm -hmm. who's my my brother. And we, you know, we we go back, we go back 35 years, 36 years. Yeah. And um, I never really because of that, because of that, uh, that experience, and then also like my grandmother dying a year later. I, man, I don't know. For some reason, I just realized life was short at a, a young age. <laughs> you know what I mean? To, especially to have to process that. And I've never really felt like weird <laughs> telling somebody I love them. Mm -hmm. You know, I've 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 questioned whether or not people love me in return. And I think a lot of times as black men, that's probably one of the reasons why we don't share. And, and feel like we can be vulnerable because sometimes it's fear. We don't know 
with if the love will be reciprocated mm. or if we get or if we'll get that in return mm. and so therefore we won't say anything yeah and i think everyone has <laughs> that different definition right and it's yeah. like you know, every time uh, my brother, so we all didn't grow up together, but now that we are adults and, you know, we're forming, you know, these new bonds and relationships that we didn't have growing up as kids, right? Whenever we part ways, it's like, yo, I love you, bro. Like when we- Cause it's kinship then. That part, right? And yeah. so like, it's it, it's that unspoken thing. Like you, you when, when you and I part ways or you, KG or, or Mike, who's like, all right, yo, love you, bro. Um, yep. You know, it's like, within that moment it's like yo if you need something call me right if i gotta if i gotta dress in all black call me right and it's like if if, if you just just if you in this space and you don't really know what to say call me i'll sit on the phone in silence bro right and, but it's just like i i think i've experienced so much loss in my life that it's now i'm i'm at the point now where i don't need you to define what your love means yeah i don't need you to define it because you know i'm expressing what mine means and you know I t another student uh it was funny um he was telling somebody on the phone he was like all right yeah i got you and i was like what does what he, he keeps saying all right cool i got you and so I asked him, I said, what do you got them with? He was like, yo, these are, that's, that's me telling them, you know, if they need anything, I got them. I said, so mm -hmm. it's your version of love. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't say that in my house, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. it. That's it. Right. And so I was, like, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And so the other day yeah. when he leaves the office, I was like, all right, man, have a good day. He's like, yep, I got you. And, and I felt like after he explained what that meant to me, I was like, I was like, I may still be emotionally and vulnerable, from, <laughs> from the incident earlier on this week but that one hit me right and so it was just like just being able to just communicate even if you don't want to say the word love just being able to share what that whatever that phrase is like yo you need me holler like what that means because I'm, I'm sure kobe you know i don't know how he was in his personal life but just all of the wonderful things that have come out and what I've seen him do and how he's engaged with uh, with others, you know, I think it all started with love, man. Yeah. I really do. It all started with love. You know, it, 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 earlier on in his life, it was love and basketball. Yeah. You know, later in his life, it was love and family. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it became love and love and mentorship. It became love and giving. It became love and, and, and innovation. It all started from a place of love and, and a, a passion that he had. And, you know, I, I just hope and pray that uh, we all, as, as, as brothers, we all can truly communicate what we love, who we love, how we love, mm where we love because you know life is short bro life is short true life is short time it's, is limited it's but a vapor that's what i'm saying it's but a vapor and like just being able to know what we have right now the moment that we have right now to express ourselves to each other um being able just to use our words because there's power in words and being able to 
recognize and acknowledge and label those emotions and those feelings that we're having, right? And if you've never experienced it before, you know, describe it and give it a new name, but just being able to just communicate who we are as human beings and the importance and the value that other people have in our lives. And you never know, right? A lot of times people, sometimes people need to hear that. Um, Absolutely. That is, that is so true. Right. That, that I value you or that, you know, I, I love you or that I appreciate you, not just for what you've done for me, but for who you are. Right. Just like, and it, that may be the only time they've heard it. Right. That That is true. And that may be the thing that allows them to, as old folks say, we'll run on and see what the end going to be. And so I, I always, you know, I tell, tell my young boys that I mentor, like, yo, tell people what they mean to you. So that if something like this happens that happened on Sunday, you don't have to live with this feeling of, I never told them what they mean to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as you mentioned, um, some people, some people, you know, it's all about, it's all about, man, somebody values me. Yeah. Somebody values me, man. I, I am loved. Mm-hmm. I am, I am loved. And, I am and somebody. It, yeah. And it, you'd be surprised, brother Jay. You'd be surprised how that, like you said, that'll give someone the, the, the energy and the strength to, to feel like going on. Yeah. You know? And and I, I I just you know when Shaq man when Shaq broke down on that special and he was talking about um, how he he needs to get better at telling the people that he cares about that he loves them and appreciates them uh, because you know he he chalks it up to well, I'm busy or I'm working or they'll be okay and it's kind of like bro if it's on your spirit if it's on your heart. Say it, communicate it, put it, put it in the atmosphere because you don't know if that is fertilizer or water for a seed that's been planted into somebody. Yes, sir. That's real, man. Pow- powerful, man. And so I, you know, God bless Kobe Bryant for um, what he achieved in his profession and what he achieved in um, his life and the beautiful family that he he created. Um, you know, made 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 may God and, and and the angels look over his family and provide them with strength and healing and the just the ability to to not really understand why this happened, mm. but to at least understand and uh, recognize and appreciate this wonderful soul that they were able to to share their life with to experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. experience and yeah. love on yeah. and, and and just and, and grow with man. I mean it's wild because him and Vanessa, damn man, I think I think they get I think Vanessa they got married. I think Vanessa was like 18. She was like fresh out of high school. He yeah. was like 20, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that's you know, that's young love. You know, when they but man, that's you you spend the majority of your life with somebody. Yeah. It's important, man. And so I, I just, honestly, Brother Jay, I just felt like, you know, of course, everybody's talking about the life and times of Kobe Bryant and all that has taken place and transpired. But, you know, what really came out and resonated for me um, this week was just, man, he was loved and he gave love. And I, as, as men, 
you know, we we really have to step up to um, the challenge to 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 embrace one another, embrace our family, and and exude that same level of passion and commitment. Because I, I really do think it will pay positive dividends mm. in our lives, regardless of how we apply it. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just 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 you know just still trying to process everything it's tough man it's and, tough and i i think about you know all the things that he did even off the court and um it's just there's an old gospel song that says may the work i've done speak for me man uh-huh speak for me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. when i'm resting in my grave and there's nothing left to be said may the work i've done speak, speak. for me and yeah. i think if we try to leave even half of the legacy that brother Kobe did. I, I know that this world, when we leave, it will be in a much better place because we were here. Amen. 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 You know, so RIP Black Mamba and, and prayers and comfort and, and peace and healing um, for all of the, the individuals that, that seven other individuals that were lost in that tragic accident. Um, you know, I pray God that their families are supported and they have all of the resources that they need and will require as, you know, they try to move move on with their lives. It's easier said than done. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I challenge everybody, uh, you know, try to do something, try to give, try to give a little bit, man, whether it's your time, and your energy to someone that you may know that has lost a loved one, try to you know support uh, a particular charity um, to help people who might be suffering from you know mental ailments that may have been impacted because they're grieving. Right. You know, um, Mamba on Three is the charity organization that um, Kobe founded with his wife, and so if you can donate, donate there. But Man, we we lost the we lost the king, man. We lost the king. We lost the king, man. Yeah, he, we lost not, the king. We didn't lose him. He just transitioned to his. He transitioned on. Transitioned to his throne, brother. Where you know, if I could, if I could, if I could pass my heaven test with a seventy-two percent, I'll see him again. Got a seventy-two. I'll see him again. I'll see him again, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So. I I'll see him again, but yeah, I um. It's been a tough week, brother, but I, I, I will say this, um, this conversation that we've had um, tonight has certainly um, helped me process a little more mm -hmm. and understand what's important. What's important, man? What's important? Because it's not, you know, Maya Angelou said that, you know, when people are, are no longer here, nobody will remember um, what kind of work they did or what they said, or how much money they have, but they'll they will people will remember how they made them feel. Yeah. And and it's evident that Kobe made a lot of people feel feel really good about themselves, and inspired them to 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 be great, and take on the challenge of being great. So, you know, bless him, bless him, bless his family, bless bless everybody out there, regardless if you knew him or not. You know, you're grieving because you know that was your favorite player, or you you just like this style, or you're a Laker fan, or hell, you just you saw Kobe Bryant 
um, jump over to Aston Martin. And he was like, yo, that's a superhero right there. Well, regardless of who, whomever you are and how you're grieving or how Kobe made you feel, grieve, man, it's okay. It's okay. And don't let, don't let nobody tell you different. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Be one with your feelings and, and, and know that uh, as cliche as I'm about to say this next black church saying, <laughs> weeping may endure for a night. <laughs> But joy come in the morning. And so just who doing the repass? Yeah. Who doing the repass? Got the body. The sick individuals. The sick individuals. <laughs> but um, in in all things that you do, find the light in the situation. And if you can't find the light, then, then challenge yourself to be the light. Tragedy, you know, trying to find a silver lining. But Kobe, Kobe made sure that he was gonna find his silver lining. Oh yeah. He made sure that. Yeah. And so, you know, God bless the cane, man. On that note, it's been another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV. That's RLJ. And we are the brother, the gentleman. The gentleman. The gentleman. You know, we are the gentleman uh-huh. advancing the melanin, melanin evolution. 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 Where evolution is revolution, as my comrade, colleague, partner in crime my brothers said hey till next time be light be light